All right, everybody, I tell you guys every week, but uh, we're going to go over it again. Um, Blue Stallion Brewing, uh, German style beers, all kinds of other uh, styles of beers. Make sure and check them out. Blue Stallion uh, Brewing dot com backslash kegs uh make sure and check out my friend sam's etsy store once again handmade items uh really cool stuff we've we've got a lot of things from her so at small mighty um and then uh the new one uh my buddy casey building uh banjos and guitars at web underscore acoustics uh, make sure and check all those guys out. Um, you know, they've really appreciated uh, some of the business they've been seeing from this. So that's awesome. Um, so like I said, make sure and check them out. All right. So um, today we are going to talk uh, about my old dog, Gertie. So crack a beer for this one. Um, I got Gertie, let's see, I've still got her paperwork right here. Um, I got her February 7th of 2006, it looks like. Um... <clears throat> So on her paperwork, they show her as being one year old on the 5th of February. So they had her for two days uh, before I got her from the Humane Society. Um, those of you who met Gertie kind of know <laughs> a little bit about her. She was... Um, she was a wild ass dog um, from the get. When they got her, they brought her in off the street and uh, she weighed 47 pounds at one year old. Um, when I took her in for the last time, she was about 60 pounds. Um, so that just kind of tells you how emaciated she was when I got her. I mean, she was a legit scrappy street dog. Um, <laughs> my sister went with me to go get her and we both just kind of fell instantly in love with her. Um, she just had these huge ears and this silly, goofy, saggy face. Um, you know, just a real cute dog, but you could tell she was a little, little weary. Um, you know, she definitely played a little bit, but not a lot. Um, so I got her and took her home and she immediately just went and hid under the tables. She would not come out of underneath She would just go from like the end table to the kitchen table to whatever she could get under to not be around people um, and she wouldn't eat uh, any kind of dry food or anything like that so they had suspected that she had been pretty well abused and um, you know mistreated and uh, so we just kind of chalked it up to that so 
I got some canned food and uh, that was the only thing that would bring her out was like canned food with the gross gravy on it and she would just eat the shit out of it uh, you know like I said no dry dog food tried eventually mixing that in there but she just wasn't having it so um, this is just kind of some backstory to just let you know like how uh, this do how wild she was um, anyways uh, you know she just became like a regular household member everybody immediately loved um, Gertie uh, everybody who came over to the house fell in love with her you know like I said she just had those big goofy soft ears um, and everybody really fell in love with her and she was just you know part of the household at that point um, this was when we were still living on uh, Big Bear uh, all together and uh, you know Gertie showed up for parties Gertie was just like I said, she was one of the crew. Um, now, my brother and I had definitely taken her to the Red River Gorge a few times. And uh, I was afraid to let her off just because I didn't, I hadn't had her very long. So, um, she, she stayed on the leash with me pretty much the whole time. Uh, but you could tell... She just really, really opened up as soon as she got out there. Like, you you could tell that's what she wanted to be doing. So, you know, we were definitely making more trips down there. And then somewhere shortly thereafter, my brother moved out to Colorado. So uh, I kind of lost my gorge uh, partner to go down there. Um, but she and I would still go every once in a while. Um but then Mike and I were, <laughs> were living together. Um, if you remember uh, talking about uh, Shamrocks and Patch and Pub, the bars that we live next door to, this is the apartment where we were living there. And um, that's really kind of where Gertie opened up. So all of a sudden, she went from being kind of a timid dog to just a boss bitch um <laughs> mike and i were playing uh nintendo one night we loved playing nintendo monopoly and we were playing it and she just walked into the living room uh right in front of the tv stared at both of us took a dime size pissed on the floor turned around and walked into her crate like I don't even give a fuck like it was <laughs> Mike and I still laugh about it every every time we bring it up it, it's I mean it was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen a dog do so I knew the plan from the beginning was as soon as Mike and I moved in together, my whole uh, goal was to uh, move to Colorado. Um, and I knew Gertie was going to go with me. So when that time came, uh, 
she and I, I had rented a car. I, I had to sell my car to move out there because it was such a piece of shit. Um, it was never going to make it. So I had to sell my car, sell all my belongings, uh, throw away what I couldn't take. And um, I rented, I think it was a, a Buick Rendezvous. And my brother flew home and then drove out there with me. So it's me, my brother, Gertie, and what shit I had. It was like a few guitars and clothes, basically, and camp stuff. Um, loaded up in this Buick Rendezvous and drove across the country uh, to, I think the first place we stopped was, well, we dropped off the car in Denver. I remember that because we got in Matt's car after that. And I think we went to Boulder first. No, no, I take that back. We drove directly to Leadville and went to Griff's house. Uh, yes. Went to Griff's house. And uh, I think we maybe stayed the night there. Um, and then got up and decided we were going to go uh, camping. So... Um, my brother wasn't working that summer, and so we took off. I think we went, it was Camp Hale was a very, <laughs> and I know that because the minute we let Gertie out of the car, she took off running, and I was like, oh, fuck, she is gone. But she made it like 50 yards up a hill. <laughs> ran out of air and came like walking back like fuck you guys for bringing me here I can't run for shit uh, <laughs> it was um, <clears throat> pretty funny stuff um, but so we spent ah, gosh I don't know probably the first month that I was out there um, just camping and uh, hanging out and uh, we took Gertie everywhere with us and she just turned into an, a, an even different dog at this point um, she was still a sassy bitch um, but she also was uh, just really really happy um, her dog smile was on all the time because she was just really digging being out there. Um, so basically she would just take off running and she would come back kind of whenever she felt like it. She really, uh, she was kind of just like her own dog. Uh, it was like, basically I just fed her. I didn't, she wasn't. I didn't own her. She wasn't like my dog. Uh, she was she was just in charge of herself. So she would take off first thing in the morning and you would just hear her barking all fucking day and up in the hills just barking at whatever it was she was yelling at. And then she would come back whenever she was tired or hungry. 
Um, and that was kind of the system that we worked out. And that's really, I mean, like I said, she, she lived the best life a dog could live. So we finally got an apartment, uh, and it was my brother and I, and, uh, this guy, Kurt, <laughs> He's not even worth mentioning, man. He's such a turd. Um, but we all lived in this apartment together. And Gertie, once again, she just ruled the roost, man. Um, everybody that came over was just like, your dog is nuts. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, Keith, uh, I don't think I've ever talked about him on here. But he was a guy that we worked with at uh, the ski shop. And he would go home and tell his uh, girlfriend about Gertie. And the I guess the way he talked about it, she thought the dog was like being abused. But it, <laughs> it was like she was abusing us. Like um, I, I remember she, it took a while before she actually met Gertie. And when she did, she was like, I get it now. She was like, I thought you guys were just being mean to this dog but i can genuinely tell that this dog is loved um it's just we talked so much shit about her because she was such a hateful little brat sometimes um so, <laughs> so in this house um she kind of became like a little local celebrity in our apartment complex everybody kind of knew her uh, because she would sit out on the back porch, stand up on a cooler, and just watch people go by. Like, that was that was what she did. Uh, that was how she enjoyed her uh, free time at the house. And then uh, any other time other than that, she was, I mean, like, we were camping all the time. Um, so she, you know, she was always doing something and um we were there for a few years had a uh mike mike moved into that apartment for a little while and a couple other people and like i said just everybody just fell in love with that dog man um but after we moved out of that place i moved around a little bit but I ended up, this is when I ended up living right beside uh, Charlie. And this was, had it not been for the people who actually owned the place I lived in, it would have been the best situation. It was a really great located house and I had a basement to myself. Um, so... You know, I didn't go upstairs, one, because those people were the most disgusting human beings you've ever seen in your life. Um, but also the great thing was um, I would just open the door, let Gertie out, and we lived kind of on the side of one of the mountains there. And she would just run up the hill and I would go to work. And when I would come home, sometimes she would be on the front porch. Sometimes she wouldn't. Uh, sometimes she was gone for a really, really long time. But she always came back. 
Um, and she just loved it. I mean, she ran those hills like crazy. And I have no idea what she did. So there was a, a neighborhood above our house uh, called Wild Ridge that, I mean, it's probably, I don't know, maybe a mile, mile and a half, uh, just straight up this hillside. And she would run up there all the time. Um, it turned out she was actually, <laughs> so there was a, a vet clinic down the street from us and it turned out she was going down there, uh, almost every day and getting fed by this vet clinic. And I found that out whenever I had to take her in, they were like, oh, her name is Gertie. We have been feeding this dog for the last six months because she just runs down here and hangs out. So <laughs> they had been like just, I guess, letting her in during the day whenever I was at work and just taking care of her and just watching over. But uh, she kind of became another little local celebrity over there, too. Um, she <laughs> people found her all over the place. Uh, Charlie found her down her and the neighbor dog were in the roundabout down the road from our house, uh, maybe a half a mile or so, just hanging out. And he <laughs> pulled up and yelled at them, and they both jumped in the truck, and he brought them home. But um, she was found over in Vail. Uh, so I was living in Avon, and um, I don't know, that's probably maybe five miles or so from where I was to where she was found, um, you know, in Westvale. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, she just went everywhere and it was like the whole area kind of knew my dog. So, um, she, <laughs> there just wasn't another dog like her. Um, when we would go camping, she hated riding in the truck. So she would always want to ride behind or, or run behind the truck, I should say. And we would go, uh, driving up like steep ass mountains and she would just be running the whole time, just, uh, having the, the best time in her life. Uh, and she would run for miles, um, when we would go four-wheel driving, she would just run behind the truck the whole time, just eating dust. <laughs> she would get in the truck when she finally got tired, and she would just be so dusty from just running behind the entire time. Um, but she just, she wouldn't ride in the truck until she was absolutely 100% done running. And then she would get in and uh, usually just go straight to sleep. Um, she, she was like the first dog I knew of that had her own sleeping bag. I had bought this old North face, uh, down bag, uh, that just became hers. She just claimed it as her own. And like I said, she was like the first dog that I knew that had her own sleeping bag and it was a nice sleeping bag. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> Uh, so Gertie also, 
when I decided to take my time off from work and having a house and doing all that crap and kind of find myself, she was my companion through all of that. Um, so that really kind of changed uh, everything for me. It, it didn't feel like I was like so alone. It felt very normal, felt very uh, safe, I guess. Uh, she was just, that was my, that was my buddy. And we freaking drove the wheels off of that car checking stuff out. Um, and she just loved every minute of it. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, that was probably, I would say the happiest I remember her being because it was just, it was just she and I just that whole time, you know, never sitting in one place. That was her kind of thing. She always liked to go. So basically anywhere we could take that dog, we took her. She did Matt and I's first big road trip around the whole state with us. Um, you know, uh, uh, from Dolores to Disappointment um, episode, the very first episode that Gertie was in on that. So, you know, she was just, just always part of, every, you know, most of the memories that I have out there. Um, so, she was, oh man, she was just the toughest fucking dog you've ever seen. I watched her drink out of an old sluice box in Utah one time. Um, and if you don't know what a sluice box is, that's like where, uh, when, when there's like a, a mining claim, there, there's that box with all the water coming down and it's washing away all the, uh, sediment to find whatever the hell it is. She drank out of that and was just lapping it up. Like it was the best water, which now that I think about it, it was probably what <laughs> maybe did her in. She did shit like that all the time. We were, um, <laughs> we were in U or no Buena Vista with Charlie, Matt and Charlie and I all went down there and Gertie got into something. We still don't know what it was uh, even today, but she was just cross-legged, drooling, couldn't stand up, couldn't gain her balance, nothing. Just like a shell of herself. It was the weirdest thing in the world, and it went on for hours until... We said we were going to go, we knew of this like water hole, so we thought maybe if we flushed her out uh, that she would start doing better. So we were like, we're going to go down to the watering hole, and she just perked up, jumped up, ran down there, drank a bunch of water, and just went from like tripping her balls off to just whatever it was, it worked itself out of her, or, or, or I, I don't know, this dog was freaking amazing man the absolute funniest thing i ever saw gertie do <laughs> i think 
Matt and I were in, in BV again, and Gertie was kind of just off doing her own thing, but kind of hanging around uh, where we were. And we saw her, we watched her sit down, and then like a few seconds later, she just came tearing ass across this like little field, biting at her tail and yipping and yapping, and we could not figure out what the fuck she was doing. But it turned out this dumbass had sat on an anthill <laughs> and <laughs> had all these ants on her ass just biting the hell out of her. And she <laughs> it was just like nonstop goofy shit with her, man. Like she just did the funniest stuff in the world and after all of these adventures and all this great life that she lived um, you know she eventually like every dog just got sick she was uh, gosh I guess she would have been seven-ish and uh, one day Matt now woke up and there was just blood everywhere. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, we just thought maybe she cut herself or something. But it was coming out of her nose. Um, so, took her to a few vets. And they were like, ah, it's definitely uh, brain cancer, basically. And they were like, you can try chemo. Uh, but one, I couldn't afford it. And two, I just... I didn't feel right about putting her through that. So I got her some stuff that kind of helped make her feel a little bit better. But, you know, she was definitely just uh, not feeling great. But she was a fucking trooper through the whole damn thing, man. On her last day, that dog took off running up that hill one last time. And barked her head off and then came back down and you could just tell she was done I mean you know this went on for probably I don't know like a week or so but you could just tell she was like okay that one did it boys take me down and so my brother and I took her uh, down to the vet where they fed her all the time and man, we sat in there and we cried like just children. I mean, it was, oh God, it was hard, man. Um, and this was in like, uh, sorry, uh, this was in like January or something like that. So, you know, there was a... Uh, a lot of snow on the ground and everything like that so when we took her up there we had these like pickaxes and shovels and we took her up to uh, where she used to run all the time just up the hill from the house and um, <laughs> that dog was a bitch to the bitter end we had to fucking dig through snow and ice and rock in the frozen rocky fucking mountains uh to put her in the fucking ground man 
shit. Um, so, yeah, man. Gertie. Toughest goddamn dog you ever saw in your life. And uh, just, just the best, man. Just the absolute best. And I just... I know this probably isn't the same kind of uh, podcast we would typically do, but I just wanted to get that one out there. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, keep those uh, emails coming in. Uh, is it that bad podcast at gmail.com? Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, check us out on uh, Instagram. I'll make sure and put up a bunch of pictures of her as well. So um, thanks again, and we'll talk.